Did you see? Did you see Bishy Rascal is um, officially going into adult toys? What? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a dildo. Yeah, and a nice, um, nice smooth-looking one with ribs and stuff. Mm. What my my favorite is the fact that he left the um, the little um, keyring attachment for you know if you want to add a tail or that kind of thing. We should we should save this. This is gold. In 2019, a small team of makers escaped from a maximum security psychiatric facility so they could do things their way. Now, these makers have created a podcast to help you do things your way. This is that podcast. Welcome to the Make Your Own Way podcast. I'm Alan Scannell from Woodhorn and by Alan Scannell, and I'm joined by my co-host Johnny Allen from Bespoke Blog Designs and Night Whale Chair from Simply RNA. How's it going, Hello. lads? How are you? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Early early evening. It's all good. I'm awake. It's nice. Mustache is looking. I was just nice. going to say. I look like a twat. Very cancelic. <laughs> this thing is driving me round a freaking twist. Like, really, it's doing my nuts. Oh, God, it's like an angry caterpillar. Can you taste things from yesterday? I can smell things on it. It's nasty. I do feel like Mr. Twit. It's gross. Do you remember the uh, the, the movie, The Italian Job, the new one now, not the original, the classic? Yeah, unfortunately. You, you look like, the, you look like the, the bad guy in it. What was his name? He had a moustache in yeah. that. Oh, Oh God! You do with the cap. You look exactly like him. I oh, think. <laughs> I think that's um, mandatory for a bad guy though to have one of those sleazy tashes. Yeah. <laughs> right, to be fair though, um, five grand this this uh, this week. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That's unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, team, guys. team Shark Attack. Five, yeah, five grand in the pot. Um, and this week, I believe we're auctioning off. The um the dice the simply on eight shark attack team shark attack fuck cancer dice, um, one inch sided yeah heavy little lump solid copper should be good, um yeah Where so are the uh probably on um on Kev's page shark attack okay. uh, nineteen seventy nine is it or seventy seven yeah nineteen seventy nine oh, yeah yeah so that would be um that'd be good I think we're gonna do like two pound slots and unlimited slots. Something like that. Cool. Yeah, so that'd be good. What have World you guys been doing this week? Yeah, uh, postage. I don't know. Don't even go there. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> For charity. What's the worst it's going to cost me is a tenner to send it. I don't really, yeah, I don't really care. Uh, so, what have we all been up to this week, lads? Up, you gentlemen. Well, mine's easy. I've been up to fuck all still because we still have a newborn baby. But um, we've been doing a lot of house hunting and stuff. So um, there's there's one promising looking house that we could be going for. And uh, um, fingers crossed in the next couple of weeks, we should seal the deal on it. And um, only problem being is it hasn't got much of a shed, but I'll have to uh, I'll have to fix up what's there and hopefully have a new little workshop to work away in. Um, so yeah, that's all I've been up to really. Quite boring. Be great. Be great just even take the pressure off you. Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah, oh. big, big time. Yeah. Get rid of the bit of stress. 
I kind of love setting up a new workshop. When you finally get around to it, it probably won't be straight away, but you know, I do love yeah, that kind of. It is nice, yeah. It's like a blank canvas, and and yeah. each time you do it, it's you know something more. You know, it's, it's it gets yeah. better. It gets better. Yeah, yeah. I still fuck it up though. Well, it's standard, isn't it? There's never enough space. No. Yeah. Cupboards are never not unless you're like unless you're Paul Cunningham. I was going to say a woodpecker twat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess Paul, Paul yeah. kind of fits in that bracket at the moment with his walnut edged beautiful cabinets that he's making. Yeah, it does look nice. And um, mm. he has enough lights to land a fucking jumbo jet. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> see that thing is that fucking was, spectacular. That was one of my mistakes putting um, LED spots in. They're like shite. They're they're yeah. crap to work under. They're really bad. Cast shadows everywhere. I'm always squinting like, eh. <laughs> you know. You know what I? You know what I have? I bought one of those. Um, you know, it's like a rose that attaches to the ceiling, and then there's like they're like octopus arms that come out, and you put a bulb on the end of them. You hipster, Edison bulbs. Yeah, I was, I was going to do. Um, I was going to do um, like a real fancy light thing. Yeah. And it was sitting in a box, and I said, you know what, that'd be good for the workshop. So I have like I think there's six in, six individual lights coming off it. So I have that attached to the ceiling, and I have those out in different, just over different spots where I work. Oh, nice! So you can just hook them everywhere. Yeah. So basically, you with the monocle. Never mind, Nate. <laughs> it's not quite a chandelier, but hey, I'll take it. I do feel like I've gone full hipster. Do you know what? I I I I was quiet there when you were introducing yourself because I I've I was thinking about something, right? I'm I'm at. I was only looking today. I'm at 2,900 and something followers. So I was thinking I better start thinking about doing a, a giveaway. And I have a knife put aside for it. Um, but what I'm going to do is I think instead of doing a giveaway because I'm after hitting 3,000, I think what I'm going to do is I'll give the knife to Kev to auction off for the for the charity. How does that sound? Uh, oh, that's a, man. So that it's a, it's a, amazing. It's a nice chef's knife. It's a big knife, so... You can have that, and you can auction that for. Um, celebrate uh, all the subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Cool. There you go. Incredible. <laughs> Today's going to be uh, talking about a lot of giveaways. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just about to say we have our own little giveaway going on right now at the minute. Um, Paul Cunningham super duper question mark board. I just I can't believe I won. It's amazing. Uh, you know, ah. my, my wife's having it at, at current. <laughs> Um, standings. Oh, is it got, it's going really to be one, of, one of those ones that's that's won by a, a a person that has like one follower on Instagram. And they just uh, happened to just join. <laughs> she seriously has her eye on it. It's um like a, it's Super Mario. One of the question marks from that. It's done in like is it eight bit or sixteen bit kind of pixel art. I can't remember. Um, sorry, Paul. <laughs> that's good. Um, I think it was sixteen. Yeah, I think it's 16. But um, he did it as part of the Essex Makers Meetup. Um, they do it. They've done a challenge, um, like X number of pieces of wood, and about five or six of them, maybe more, have made awesome things. Like there've been really cool things coming out of that, like mallets and chopping boards and all. You, you name it, it's been made. You know, it's great. Um, but this was Paul's entry, and at the minute, it's currently sat in my back, uh, my back room. It's about. I think each side is about 600 mil or something like that. So it's not a small thing. I mean, the pictures just don't, don't give it any, any sort of gauge of size. It's, it's massive. Yeah, it's cool. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Of, it's a piece of wall art. It's great. So I've, we've got to give it away. Otherwise my wife's having it. 
that's that's true. And you'll have, you'll have to fight Nate's wife for it. You lose. You will. You lose. She's, she's tough, mate. Yeah, she's strong. She's tough. What have you been up to then, um, Johnny? Um, just cracking on with a couple of knives. I was that that fucking chef's knife with the pine cone handles is still fighting me. So I I thought I had it down for tea, and there was there's one at the mark. I need to just you know what I need to just draw a line under it and just say it's done. Um, there's one little mark that's fighting me, and so that's why I've just had one of those days today. You know, no matter what you touch, it turns to shit. You know, so I'm just having one of those days. I did a cool thing today though. I, I got sick of. Um, I normally use uh, lunch boxes for my for casting, you know, because they're about the right size. They're normally kind of between five and six inches and a couple of inches wide and a couple of inches deep. Yeah, and then um, your missus goes. Uh, Johnny, where's all the Tupperware? You go, I have no fucking idea, love. I just don't know where it goes. <laughs> uh, I normally just buy cheap ones and dealers and shit like that, you know? Only a couple of quid. But from time to time, if they don't release properly, you have to cut the side of the fucker off. And they get a bit annoying, you know, trying to get them out wrestling when I'm trying to get the, the resin out of them and stuff like that. So today I decided I'd make myself a mould. And I have 90% of it done. I just need, I ran out of um, silicone. So I'm just making it out of... Uh, silicone tubes okay. um, yeah and just making a negative so I took I took some video of it just in case anyone I'll, I'll bang it up on my Instagram um, in a couple of days when it's finished it's just you know what it's a real cheap way to make a silicone mould so yeah um, I've seen people do it with silicone mixed with flour or something co- cornstarch is it yeah corn flour yeah 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 or corn flour yeah one of the two yeah, um, yeah I didn't Go down that road. I was just using just the silicone on its own. Um, yeah. It's good though. It, you know, it stinks, but yeah, it man. works. It's all good. Um, and you can get a, a bit of detail in it. Not nothing too fancy. Like I used to use the smooth on for making my skulls and stuff. You know the smooth on uh, silicone. No. Yeah, like that like brand. Holes, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very fucking expensive though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to make like a, a couple of moles the size of lunchbox you're, you're talking probably 60 70 quid like um whereas these if you go to a cheap uh pound shop or something like that get yourself a couple of tubes of silicone um about six tubes does like a lunchbox size uh mold mm-hmm. um so you know it's relatively cheap yeah it's a bargain so. yeah and if it rips you can just make it again yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I've been getting a few things up on the website and just sorting that kind of stuff out but getting there tomorrow's going to be a good day tomorrow's going to be a better day than today today was just a, one of those days so cool man yeah I'm, I'm going to have one of them days on Thursday I have to go back to work after my paternity leave Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I don't know if I'll remember how to work <laughs> just See, say look so slowly tea. mate very yeah, slowly I'm only good at changing nappies and washing bottles now. <laughs> Dude, you'd miss it um, if you didn't work. <laughs> you know. Well, no. You should see his face. No, he fucking wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I think I would. Like, if, I, if I'm not at work, I'm, I spend 99% of my time either with the family or in the workshop. Yeah. So, you know... You need a break. You need you need space from everybody just to make everybody get on a little bit better. I think. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, being yeah. someone's face a bit too much. Yeah, <clears throat> doesn't doesn't end well. <laughs> uh, this is what I, you know, I don't know. Uh, a few people know this about me. I mean, I'm going through a thing at the moment uh, at school, um, at home, where one of my kids has decided that um, yeah, he, he's not going to school, and and it's an anxiety thing, and, and you know, I'm not getting the workshop time I was getting, and you know. Mm. I really feel for him, but someone's got to look after him, mate. And he's, yes. um, that's going to be me because my missus has got a full-time job and, you know, I'm at home um, nine times out of ten. So, yeah, and it's all good. Uh, but you know, sometimes so it, get a bit itchy feet, you know. <laughs> so it is you that's still making the copper stuff. You, you, you're not using child labour, no? No, fortunately, um, he's getting quite good with a blowtorch, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, bless him. He's he's doing really well. He's kind of, he's like he's on the way back to school. He's he's he's, he's, he's a diamond. Oh, bless him. He's doing assessments today. It was all good, you know. Great. That's good uh, What else have I been up to though? I think. You, um. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I did a. Oh, I found a little pack ghost like sitting around in the in the workshop under a pile of do, uh, dust. Um. And he was like half half done. He'd literally come out the forge where I just forged these eyes. He had a wicked little patina on him. I thought I'm going to go for that. And like I made it as I make him normally and like polished him up. And then I chucked him back in the forge to like force a heat patina on him. That that came out quite well. Um, for a tiny little project, you know, like all good. What else? Um, oh, I restocked mini skulls and I shared some of that on my um instagram as well how i made those yeah yeah i i've refined the process like over the over like last six eight months so i thought i'd show everyone how i was doing it now and they look quite cool when they're i forged them on a bar and forged like two at a time one on each end and it it makes it easier on a bar because you can get it on the on a on a wheel wire wheel and on a polisher rather than like making a little like 15 mil copper thing that you've got to hold in your fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. pain in the yeah. ass so I just leave them on the stick get them 90% and then cut them off and then just touch them up afterwards which is um, a much nicer way of making them yeah. also I've got oh Jesus lastminute.com you know it's coming up to Christmas and people are going oh crap um, yeah. I, I had someone this week phone me on Friday and say oh I've got um, an order that I need doing as soon as possible then they went quiet well they came back yesterday and I need it by Friday. So I'm going to be busy tomorrow making like a new cheese and herb knife that I've designed out of steel with some holes in it. So you can draw fresh herbs through and it strips the leaves. It's going to be quite cool. Um, cool. I'm looking forward to making them. I've got five. They're groomsmen's presents. Oh, cool. Yeah. But uh, like it's one piece steel and a little box for each one. So I've got to do that literally tomorrow in a day which I'm not looking forward to. Yeah. You can do it. Well, I've got the boy as well, so <laughs> he might be on the grinder. <laughs> Come on, Oz. Oz is PPE'd up, he'll be fine. Look, son, this is a belt grinder. Be very careful. <laughs> oh, no, I've got, start, I've got to start him on the hand tools. <laughs> I've got to start him on the hand tools. I got, yeah. um, I got an, a, an interesting request today for a um, castration knife. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. So she said her her husband is a, a rancher or something. What? And, uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> the husband is a rancher and she wants to buy him um, a knife for when he's castrating the calves. So. Kind of like a hook shape. Oh, no! Do you know what? It's, it's, it's actually like a little Nesmuk, only it's, there's no point on it. It's just rounded at the tip. So they're, yeah, they're actually yeah. quite a cool little design. So um, I'm kind of just over and back chatting to her about the design and stuff like that, trying to iron on different things, but... And I told her I can't, I can't even start it till January because I'm just fucking solid. But yeah, kind of a, a definitely, definitely a first for me. Like, so. hey, that's one for the portfolio, though, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Guess I'm what, boys and girls? I've made a nut knife. <laughs> <laughs> look, look how, look how quick my my knife cut his bollocks off. <laughs> oh, oh, thing is, you might get a name for that, and then you'd be known as like Castration Johnny or something. I don't know. Hey. I've been called worse. You should actually make the handle in a ball shape. It kind of is. It actually ever so slightly is. But we'll see. Collaboration with Bishy. (laughs) A dildo knife. That could just go so wrong. I'm here all week. (laughs) Oh, God. Brilliant. Um, I'm sure there's more stuff I've been doing. Oh, yeah, my giveaway. Oh, yeah, woo. My giveaway's live, if you guys want to jump on it, like lots of people have. Um, I made a marking so, gauge. Some more than others. Uh, some did. <laughs> some some like, some people went crazy. They got they got kicked off Instagram for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I did, yeah. I commented too much. I, I, I broke their community standards or whatever it is. I don't know, oh, wankers. <laughs> so I made... Um, marking gauge um uh, well i remade uh, an old everyday carry screwdriver that i keep in my pocket at the work in the workshop um that's dipped in copper sulfate so copper plated an old footprint cabinet makers work um uh slotted screwdriver which is pretty cool and um i made a ice pick because you know little nods are the king and they are awesome and i use my scribes and my pointy things I've made over the years, I use them all the time, so mm. that seemed fitting. And a little marking knife, which was you know, pretty tidy. Um, it's funny what people will tell you, what people will say to you about your giveaways, and they insult the, insult you, and then they jump on the giveaway and share your post. You're like, eat shit, you're not winning it. Oi, <laughs> <laughs> Nate, yeah, that looks crap. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, fuck you. Um, yeah. You've entered the giveaway, by the way. <laughs> Clearly, Instant, in, instantly look at how to fix a giveaway. Yeah, yeah fucking hell. <laughs> oh, it's a very cool set, though, I have to say. It is, yeah, very cool. Yeah. I'm so lucky to have won that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other, that's the flip side. You you know, it, it gets the it gets the twats out, but it, it brings out the people that, you know, really do show you the support. And it's nice. Yeah, absolutely, I yeah. like it. So, and I feel like I, you know, people are going, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a huge giveaway, and yeah, it probably took me a morning to make it. It's not for me. It's not a massive giveaway. The other, the, the last one took me longer. Hmm. Um, it's nice to be able to give something back to the maker community this time. I, you know, I, th- I think it's huge because you made it. Do you know what I mean? It's personal, yeah. you know, and it's to one of your supporters, and I think that's why it's huge. Yeah. Not, not just that it took you a morning to make. It's it's right. you no know, it it means something so that's nice yeah it's yeah, nice. personal touch yeah yeah cool. Let's Cheers, one. Can I hit up a few questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's oh, have yeah. some. 
Right, we left in the middle of a, a, a Dan James planes and shark attack attack. <laughs> so um, Dan James uh, asked, um, "What's the most difficult collaboration you've had to work on, and why?" Well, that's easy for me because I never did a collaboration, so mm. I haven't had one. <laughs> well, mine. Um, go, I go after you, Johnny. Mine is the one with Paul because there were two knives that had to be pretty much identical um, and that that's fucking hard when you, like you know they were my first two hidden tang knives as well so I just found that incredibly difficult to get the two of them looking identical that was hard mm. mine's on along the similar lines actually I did one recently with Simon makes it um, which you guys will see a lot more of on the run up to Christmas um, but they're, they're I've, I've done five small um small marking knives with simon and they're they're really nice but like johnny said getting them right getting them getting them the same is mm. you know that's a tricky thing it is tricky yeah um nine times out of ten with when i'm batching something and i i kind of accept it's handmade and i'll i'll like craft market wise I'll, I'll put them all out on the table anyway people just pick their own you know they pick the one that they like this was a lot harder because it's going to Simon, who's commissioned it pretty pretty much off the back of my Instagram account and, and gone, look, can you do it? And I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> of course yeah. I can. And then run away to Google. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole design thing that you know came afterwards and we chucked ideas about. But um, yeah, it's all good, man. And that was definitely hard, though. Harder than Brody's one. Which was the one I did previous to that, which was the two Kiridishi knives with bronze yeah, scales, which are really nice. But I know I'm getting one, and he's getting the other one, so <laughs> they're not they're not going to other makers other than like me and him. So as long as he's happy, it's all good. But yeah, so this was different. They're going to like five cool. makers. So there That's you go. Cool. Right. I like I like uh, collaboration. I'm looking for another one. Speaking of collaborations, I haven't done one for a while, so that'd be nice to have another one. I'd like to do one, oh. but I just don't have the fucking time. Oh, I've got time. I just want to do one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to do stuff for myself, never mind with somebody else. <laughs> they are fun, though. They are fun. They're like, <laughs> a collaboration for me is proper, like, let's, let's have a good show off and see what we can, you know, push yeah. the boundaries a bit and see what we can do. So yeah, I, think that, I think that brings out the best in people, which is why I like the challenges on Instagram, like um, that go about because everyone really does push the boat out. I mean, did you see okay. Car- um, Bart Carmel Project's um, Rocker Challenge where he made the bike? Oh, I didn't see that. Anyone no. see it? Um, if you guys um, watch what the brothers make made the um, the slide, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Bart from Carmel Project he um, he won. I think he won the challenge. He made a bike from bent plywood like an old oh. chopper oh, oh. It's yeah it's incredible and I, I know for a fact he pushed he pushed the boundaries on that one and um, mm. he smashed it it was fantastic yeah i'll have to check That's, it out yeah is that on youtube or uh, uh, he has got a youtube account it's really really good actually yeah really good cool. uh right our next one from shark attack um what skill that you now possess was the hardest to master? 
no takers. Drawing. Yeah. Drawing. Yeah, drawing, mate. Definitely. Um, you got you got to practice drawing. I think getting your ideas down on paper is is a big one. And I think I think that was my top tip last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. De- definitely drawing. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? I don't, I can't think of any particular skill because like with the knives, it's all fucking. It was all hard. You know, it all took a while. Like, there's nothing that really, <clears throat> there's nothing that really jumps out at me as, as anything incredibly difficult. Um, it's all just spending time, you know, that kind of way. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's just, you just got to put the time in. You got to research stuff. You got to look into it, and, mm. you know. Um, well, like the the say like the foil work you do on the, on the handles is pretty cool, and that took you a while to master that and get it you have that down to a T. Do you know what? That was just luck. Mm. To be honest, that was just a lot of luck. I, I just gave it a try and it just started looking and I saw I just kept like I don't I don't do it the same way that other guys do it. Um I kinda do it my own way and it works. Mm. No you know, some guys it looks fucking incredible because the way they do it is it looks really um symmetrical and everything. Whereas mine doesn't. Mine is a bit more of a, uh, how they put it, a kind of a, a custom look to it. <laughs> but like, you know, some, some guys do it, you'd swear a machine was at it, you'd swear a CNC did it. You know, it's incredible. Mm. But um, it's, I think it's putting all the stuff together. It's, it's you know, that's that's not easy. Like, is, you know, anyone could put some wood onto a piece of steel and, you know, go from there, but it's, doing each there's so many little processes with making a knife so many tiny little things that you need to get right otherwise the next step won't work you know yeah. um, but like it took me it took me a long time to, to like I was still doing I was doing the knives in the background I was doing the copper knives and stuff like that in the background when I was still doing the skulls and it was all learning it was all for practice it was all for getting my eye in you know like there was months and months and months of work there just trying to figure shit out and just get my head around why, why, how to do stuff and why stuff mm. works, why other stuff doesn't, you know. But I think that's the same as anything with woodworking or anything. I think you need to spend the time. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think for me would be how to use a tap wrench properly. Um, like oh. from an, being an apprentice, uh, <clears throat> I'm quite heavy-handed. I've snapped a lot of tap wrenches. I snapped them in bad places too. Uh, like they're always remember, bad, though, aren't they? They're always kind of shit uh, fucking. I remember being sent down to a job. It was a head gasket. I think it was a Dietrich engine on one of the boats, and um, we had to run a tap through the aluminium lock, and <laughs> I fucking snapped it in it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no way it, it, it wasn't coming back out nicely. Um, we ended up having to uh, drill it out and stick what's called a heli coil in. You had to retap it bigger size and put a heli coil in, which is uh, treaded on the outside and the inside. So when you run that in, and then you have treads on the inside that you can just screw into it. But I think just over time, learning delicate, slowly, slowly. The, the feel of it you know when it's going to snap just to back off you know 
give yeah. yourself a little bit of a, a spray of lubricant or something and to go in. And I think it's just something that it was quite hard to, you know, just to get to, and now look, they'll still snap. They're like, yeah. you know, yeah. you could have a weak tap and it'll just snap on you. But yeah, no, it's, so you, that you was don't, one of the so you don't stick them in a drill now when you're doing them. That's uh, the way the electricians do it. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw a guy on YouTube doing it, and I thought, God, that's so much easier. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I tried yeah. it and snapped it. <laughs> I, 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 I can't tap. I just I, Every time I tried it, I can't do it. But every time I see someone on Instagram, and they've got it in a drill, and they go, oh, look, it's fucking easy. And go, dink. And I know for a fact they're full of shit. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> know. It's not that fucking easy. It's, it's not. And, no. And, and look, know. yeah, I, I mean, I have used them in a drill, like, you know, for uh, maybe we have after replacing a window on work. Um, if you take it out, a lot of the, the screw holes get covered in, do you know when aluminium sort of corrodes, it goes like salty yeah. kind of white yeah, stuff. Yeah. And yeah, um, oxidizes. Yeah, you, yeah, you put you put a tap on a drill, but you have to drop the torque on it all the way. Yeah, and just yeah. up in out in out in out in out, and that's the only way to do it. And now they're pretty clean treads. There's nothing in it that they're going to come across that they shouldn't. <clears> but <throat> if you're running it into something straight out that hadn't been treaded, I, I'd say you're you're in for a bad time with that. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess that's like anything else as well. So the quality of your taps, you know. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, you yeah. buy something from fucking Wish and you're going to be in trouble, yeah. <laughs> like flat out. You say that, but then at the same time, the really good quality ones are very hard, so they they can snap even easier than the yeah, cheaper okay. ones. Okay. So there's a there's a kind of balance in between, you know. They might be great at keeping their sharp edge, but they could be very brittle. Where you know you'd have to actually use the yeah. the hand wrench to actually put it in. So. I had this um I had this this uh, like this week just drilling holes in hardened um hardened steel, and I know what to do. I'm not stupid. I've got I've got the right lubricant. I I've got the I've got the right drill bits. I'm just a rushy bastard. And so sometimes I know I've got to go slow. I've got to bring it bring the holes out. But I'll just go put the big drill bit in and just try and fuck it through there. <laughs> like, or yeah. just, and there's, there's sparks going and then all of a sudden the drill, you know, you know, the drill bit's fucked. You're still pushing and the drill bit's getting pushed up in the chuck. We all do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. More like, and I've, I lined them all up. On, I've got a little, um, little shelf next to my, um, my press, my drill press. And I lined them all up and I counted how many I'd fucked up. I was like, just stop, just stop messing around, man. <laughs> what? That's like six there now, <laughs> including your two favourites. Like, just stop it. <laughs> it's actually taken you longer to get through doing it the hard way. <laughs> but it was funny, though, because um, I remember being um, like on building sites and watching labourers drill uh, the big steels that go into extensions and stuff like that. And they'd spray WD-40 on it. And they'd get the big drills, big drill bits out, and they spray WD-40. And essentially what they're doing is they're applying heat, they're spraying oil and they're tempering the steel <laughs> like, and, yeah. and yeah. i was like like guys no no you don't use wd-40 lose use cutting fluid that's what it's for <laughs> so i know what i'm doing it's just like i'm just lazy can't help it 
sometimes you, sometimes it's like those compulsive mistakes that you just can't help making. Is that the right way? Compulsive. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, where's our next one? Uh, Dan James Blades. Um, how do you prioritize when you have multiple deadlines to meet? Well, the one that's coming first for me. Yeah, for me the same, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The one that makes me the most money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Um, I Like, if I have a commission in from a stranger and I have a commission in from a friend, the friend will be told, like, you got to wait till the other one is done. You know, if that one came first, um, you just got to do it. You know, whichever comes first for me. Definitely. Yeah, in all seriousness, um, just prioritise as it comes in, and yeah, first come, first cut, like first served, and yeah. Well, like tomorrow, and I've got like a lot to do tomorrow. I've got just Etsy's gone pretty nuts, and I've got these five little little cheese and herb knives to do. So, and I've got to do them. Um, Oh God, cheese and, cheese and herb knives have got to go first because they've got to be there by Friday morning in Norfolk and I'm in Hertfordshire. So they've got to go tomorrow. Last post is five o'clock where I am. You know, I, I know that. But the other two, you know, I'll get them done in between and I'll make sure it all goes together. But, you know, so I've got to squeeze in two, probably like two days work in a day, but. It'll, it'll come through. <clears throat> and worst case scenario, I'll catch the post first thing in the morning. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I just take it. I just take it day on day, or week on week. You know, see what's there. Deal with it. Go back, check my stock if I've got a nice quiet time. That's it. Wait. Um, Kenneth Maker asks: uh, The three of you go for a night out in Nate's local pub. What do you drink? How many do you have? And who falls over first? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to drink well, in my depends. local. Well, what time does your local close at? Because they always close really early in the UK, don't they? Yeah. Well, they've just been taken over. Um, so we, I live in a village, as as you all know. And um, the previous landlord would stay open until the last person left. Like, no questions. It would be a lock-in every, every, every single time. Now... They are pretty strict. It's been done over, um, so it's um, it's eleven thirty kick out. Um, Astro Jesus, that's only time when you'll be letting the kids go home. Yeah, that sucks. It really sucks. But um, there's just been uh, well, two two pubs in the village. Uh, you know, we'll see what the other ones like. Um, but generally, it's eleven thirty kick out, and and that's that. But uh, they've got some pretty good beer on tap. They have got. Estrella, they've, they've just put on a Brewdog and IPA, which is really nice. And generally, it's like higher end, nice, nice beers, but they generally cost you about four pound eighty a pint. So, you know, that's fucking expensive. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what time does it open at? It's open all day. No, like from the morning. What time? Like, would it open before twelve? Um, 11, I assume. I've never been down there that time. Yeah. So they do like a 12-hour kind of opening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I, I, I could probably do a 12-hour session. How about you, Johnny? Yeah, no bother. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I could do that. Yeah. 
Du ska ha få det. Could we bring our own drink in with us? Well, my house is two seconds down the road and like I've got um, an alleyway out the back of my shed. Um, if you guys look at, uh, I don't know, if you find a picture of my shed on um, my, my workspace on my Instagram, I've got double double gates like just next to it. They they go to an alleyway, which basically leads to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream, man. <laughs> there you go. So we don't have to spend I'm just going out to the shed. <laughs> like, run! <laughs> Forest run! <laughs> three pints to come back but that, actually Nate's local bar would be your mini bar wouldn't it oh yeah just <laughs> there's always a mini bar around <laughs> or, um, I'd say yeah, I'd probably end up falling over first because I've become a lightweight in the last while so <laughs> what, what, what would you drink me IPA yeah. is usually okay uh, and uh, it depends. Like, well, I mean, when we were out at Maker Central, that was the last, my last proper time out. And I managed to put down a good few points um, through being in our own hotel and then over at the, the, what you call it, the Hilton one. But I really paid for that the next day. It was very delicate for the day. So, yeah, didn't do the dog on it the day after. So, but that was my last big day out and we're nearly in December now, so <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. Johnny, you'd be all right. I'd be okay. Yeah, my tipple choice is um, if I'm just going for a few, it'd be just like bottles of Corona. Um, but if I'm going on a session, I like I have to admit I, I'm a, I'm fond of the odd uh, Moscow Mule, you know the uh, yeah. ginger beer and vodka. That's oh, a decent cocktail, mate. Oh, it is. It is. I could. I, I don't know why, but I could drink those all day long. You know, um, even when they put proper alcohol in it, not the little sissy shots. You know, <laughs> um, which. Uh, Did you ever brew your own beer? No. That's my question, by the way. It's not asked by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I've done wine. Uh, I've done a few beers. Uh, I, I've done a few beers before I took up the wood turning. Um, yeah, two two uh, two buckets, throw the crap in, <laughs> let it brew. Yeah. I had one or two. Mm, that sounds nice. You know? <laughs> well, I did have one or two successes. Like you know, there was um, there was a stout that I did was actually quite nice, and uh, an IPA that I did that came out quite nice. But I had more failures than successes. But um, it was yeah, still, it was all, it, it was quite interesting to do though. You want to see um, James from Mortal Makes set up? Oh, I've seen, I've seen bits oh, and bobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. Man, that guy knows how to brew some beer. Mm. Wow. Seriously, there's, there's though. a lot of science in behind it. Like you know, you really oh, have to. Yeah. Yeah. Your, uh... yeah, I've got, uh, I've got a mate in the village, and he, um, I gave him a fridge that a customer just said, turned around to me and said, "Oh, do you want a, a brand new fridge?" And I said, um, well, I took it because, you know, it's a brand new fridge. And uh, I gave it to a mate in the village who brews beer and he filled it with all sorts of cool stuff. And But I showed him James's account and he was like, wow, <laughs> some of his stories and things like that. Yeah. Showing, showing yeah. around his, his brewing station. It's amazing. Cool. Um, 
Fred McIntyre, and I think we might have had a question like this before. Um, what are some of the podcasts you three listen to? Yeah, we have done this before. Um, Fools Tools, Makers International, Knife, um, Knife Talk, uh, introduced by Johnny. Yeah, so they're mine. Fits all podcasts. Um, Fools Tools. Um, I started, well, the missus actually recommended it, the, the two Johnnies. It's an Irish one. I actually haven't, I listened I to the first on, minute or two. You know what? I saw them on, um, I don't know, some TV show. Um, those two, two blocks. Mm. Um, I don't know what to make of them. They're a bit splash, uh, they're a bit slapstick. Uh, but I don't know, was that just for the, the TV show, you know? And you're not going to join in with them and be the three Johnnies? No. No. <laughs> do a special guest spot <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I listened to another one which is is nothing to do with making related uh, called um, Hello from the Magic Tavern uh, and it's it's kind of like in a make set in a make believe world uh, and it's it's just hilarious um, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings mixed with Harry Potter mixed with I just know it, it like naked gun is just all over the place. <laughs> right, okay. Kind of like it's Terry Pratchett or something. Yeah, but it's 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 you know it's fully comedic uh, and you know not for kids either. <laughs> hey. So um, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting one. Um, for me, Fools of Tools, uh, Knife Talk, Makers International, and a bit of Joe Rogan. Um, not the UFC stuff, but the the non UFC stuff. He he gets some pretty good guests on, you know. Yeah, I'm the same actually. I wouldn't bother listening to the UFC stuff, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'd say another one I've listened to um, recently is um, the Major Runway podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you have to listen to your own stupid voice clacking on. <laughs> but um, Justin from the Garage Avenger, he started one. Um, and that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. very good yeah i, I really liked um i really liked uh hearing from his wife and yeah, yeah. Kind of, the way they the way they work together is really nice um and yeah the makers that he's having on the great fantastic guys yeah cool <laughs> cool yeah it's, it's well worth listening so go and listen to garage ventures one right Next one is uh, wood seats, wood seats. Um, what's a weird non-tool thing you use as a tool? Non-tool thing that you use as a tool. I'm oh. looking around me trying to see <laughs> what, oh. what do I use that's not a tool. Um, all of the wife's... Oh my God, did I nearly say that? No. <laughs> all of the family Tupperware uh-huh. and... <laughs> My Panini press that I use for my HDPE. Mm. That's mine. God, the wife's Tupperware. How fucking 1950s did you sound there? You took a that's shotgun that's the Tash. Head. What a dickhead. Go on. Anyone else? I, I have an old pizza tray that I use as... Um, do you know when you get to the last bit in your super glue? Uh, it's only like a little tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you turn them upside down, like you'll eventually get a bit more out of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I use the little holes in the pizza tray to stick my old glue bottles in. Oh, right, really? okay. <laughs> all right. And just, that's yeah, it's just, it's, it's not, a, not a top, top tip, tool, but 
That is good. <laughs> that is really good because I've, I've got I've got some epoxy, um, like you know those big epoxy bottles that you can yeah. you just basically have to store them upside down, especially in this weather because it's bloody freezing. So that's a, that's a good tip. I like yeah. it. I use um, a little oven, one of these little mini ovens to do my tempering. Uh, what, what you've nicked that from indoors? No, I bought it. I bought it in Aldi. Uh, ah, okay. It's just one of these cheap little. Is it called a toaster oven? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, so I use that, but I use a lot of consumables that that really weren't designed for what I do, um, like greaseproof paper and stuff. Like greaseproof paper is great for um, epoxy. Yeah. Epoxy won't stick to it, so I use it for that. Um, tin foil when I'm stabilizing. Cling film. I cover my my workbench with cling film if I'm using epoxy. Just it just makes it easier to clean up. I've got a good one actually. Um, I don't know whether. No, I'm going to keep it for my top tip. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hold got... it back. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, the <laughs> okay, silicon egg poachers. Uh, have you ever seen these things? So you crack yeah, yeah. an egg into it and you float it in the water. Use those for glue ups and epoxy, mixing epoxy in, because you can just like let them go off, flip them inside out, scrape it all off. Mm. And start again. They are the best. I've got two of them in the workshop, and I use them on every single epoxy glue up I do. They are fantastic. Yeah, get two of them. You, you won't regret that. Um, and top, the, top tip. Top tip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the next one would be a bone of contention. This one now. Bone of what? Andy Pew asks, um, "What's the best biscuit for dunking?" Oh, oh! I'm a one. I'm a dunker. I dunk all my biscuits in tea. So this is this is one now. I I can I can shine. Uh, <laughs> Go shine, is, Johnny. See, best best for flavor, best for consistency. Don't get fucking technical um, with me. You know, like if you use a digestive or a hobnob, that bad boy is coming back out with the tea in it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's coming back to you. But I like to live dangerously. My favorite is a rich tea. So you gotta you know, you're 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 living dangerously, but you gotta take a couple of things into account when you're when you're dipping rich tea. You can't dip from the top of the packet or the bottom of the packet. What? Because chance chances are the top of the packet or the bottom of the packet has been bounced around a little bit. So they might have little hairline cracks in it, which you'll discover when you dip it in your tea and it drops in. And then that, that's it, it's ruined, tea's ruined, and, um, you know, fucks up your whole day. <laughs> um, but a good rich tea, good and solid, that's my favourite. <laughs> Fuck me, you already thought about that. <laughs> I don't need to, this this is an ongoing thing in my house. <laughs> oh, mate. Rich, rich tea is not for me, They're, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not gone down, I'm not down with rich tea biscuits, I have to say. Don't like See, them, is, never is, did. Would you be one of these men that, because I was told one that the rich tea biscuits were a poor man's biscuit? That's <laughs> well, I'm not I'm, fucking rich. You're the only one here that's sitting indoors. I'm sitting in my shed and Nate's sitting in his van. Yeah. Who's rich? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's got nothing to do with being rich, my friend. That is, that's, no. that's got to do with being 
ostracized. Get the fuck out, you noisy <laughs> bastard! <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, one of my favourite Dunkin' Biscuits is a bourbon cream. I just, I, oh, I'd happily sit horror. and I'd ah. sit there and I'd dunk a whole packet into tea and I'd never oh, take no. a sip of the tea. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that and Jaffa and like, cakes. You know what? I, 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 I'll, dip, I'll fucking dip also. Like I, I dip jammy dodgers. Um, That's good. What are those coconut fucking things called? You know them ones with the two lines of the coconut? Bouncy ball. No, no, no. Oh, the That's the one. Yeah. I dip those. Uh, Jammy Dodgers, uh, yeah. Fig Rolls. I can't do the bourbon things. Fig, no. fig Rolls work Just... well because the outside kind of dis- dissolves. Yeah, know? it's nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine, I mean, there's no such thing as one biscuit in my house. One biscuit <laughs> equals like three put together. Um, and that's the way I roll. How many have you had? Uh, three? <laughs> it's more like nine. Um, so, but my favourite dunking biscuits of all time are are ginger nuts like spice oh, ginger nuts are nice yeah, yeah I like yeah. a bit of ginger and no one else in the house particularly likes them so winner winner ginger nut dinner you know that's good and I would we're do gonna, I, I would uh, do a packet quite happily like what is that we're like? on a fig roll buzz oh, lately we're eating a lot of them they're, they're not a bad dunker fig rolls so you're getting your, your five a day aren't you yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting your your, your rough. So figs, <laughs> figs make you horny as well, don't they? So Do they? Happy days. Do they? That's the thing. Don't apparently. Yeah. It's got horny fruit. It's one of those. All right. Never heard that one before. I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's a horny, <laughs> it's a horny fruit in a fig biscuit, but you know, it's got it's got the, that aphrodisiac um, kind the of reputation attached to it. The wife will be wondering tomorrow why there's six packets of fucking fig rolls up in the up in the countertop. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think it's figs like rather than fig rolls, but you could give it a go and let us know. Give it a go, yeah. Up tip. I, I have a feeling I know what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> Get fig rolls, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyone else like give it a go and let us know. Well, not too much, but you know, on an appropriate level. Well, we do a survey. No, no, yeah. no, 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 we're not doing that. No. About no. Our survey says... Realize most of the people that listen to this are like between the ages of like 30 and 50. <laughs> I don't want to know. And that's just us three. <laughs> All right. Our next question... Um, is a bit more of on a, a serious note, uh, and the asker wants to remain anonymous. Um, said, a lot of makers we all know and love aren't as genuine as nice as they come across. Have you guys any experience with anything like this? I always thought we were one big happy community. Maybe you guys can discuss this. Sorry, it's a bit longer and more serious than your usual questions. I'll let you go, because I have a bit of a rant for this one. Oh, go on now. Uh, well, I, I've never come across anybody that hadn't seemed too genuine. Um, I know uh, people will probably put on a bit of a face if they're doing YouTube videos or something like that, but I can't imagine it's too different from their normal personality. I mean, being a YouTuber doesn't mean like you're uh, an actor, you know, doing something on the TV show. You're just doing something that you, you, you're you making in your shed or you're making in your workshop. 
can't say I've come across anybody myself that's not genuine. Um, like I have heard of people, but that might not be genuine. But I've not experienced them not being genuine, so I can't say either way, really. Um, but I know for the majority of it, we are one big happy community. Um, all you have to do is just look at all the support for Shark Attacks Movember, um, all the support, even down to where our uh, giveaway post from Paul um, and all the people that are, are following on to it. Like, you know, it's just, you know, everybody's uh, good mates, I think. Um, can't say much bad about anyone. What do you think about it, Nate? Um. I, I, I've seen people that I think might not, you know, might not be 100% genuine. I'm not particularly interested. I, I, you know, I think like anybody, it's like any kind of communication. You filter out what the bad and you, you stick with the good. And for me, it's been like the most positive, the most positive journey I've, I've, I've had. I, I literally thought I was alone, like doing this crap. Um, making things out of copper and posting it on Facebook and your friends get bored of it. You know, like, yeah, it's all good, but go on Instagram and it, it's, it's huge. The community is massive. Um, I've got no time. I've literally no time for anyone who's got anything negative to say about, about what I'm doing about what anyone else is doing. Like everyone's got skill. Everyone's got a process. Everyone, everyone's sharing it and putting themselves out there. And it's really difficult to do that. It's not easy. You, you're putting yourself at your most vulnerable. You're saying, look, what, what do you think about this? Like, I might not be the best photographer. I might not be the best maker. And and what you're looking for is a bit of encouragement. You're, you're not looking for anything negative. If you've got ne- something negative to say, just fuck off and, you know, just literally fuck off in the corner and fuck off again. Like, fuck off three times. No one's interested in your opinion. What, what people are looking for is some encouragement and they're not looking for your advice particularly either, unless they ask for it. Like that, that's something that, that should be asked for. Um, it's, it's the basic social principles of like life. Don't walk up to someone in the street and say that hat you're wearing is a piece of shit, mate. Cause it's never going to go down well. Like don't walk up to me and say, Oh, that thing in your giveaway, that looks crap. Like, well, and don't enter then. <laughs> I don't, just don't, don't, yeah. don't talk to me about it either. Just back in your corner, dickhead. And you know, that's, I've got no time for it. I'm not interested. I'm here for a positive experience, and and I have absolutely found it. You know, I think I think it's great. So that's it. Keyboard oh, uh, warriors, I think the term is keyboard it's, warriors. It's like, yeah, yeah, hiding behind a, a, a computer or a telephone screen, typing stuff. They wouldn't say it to your face. I just think just that's, that, that's right. I mean, you, you'd you never walk up to someone and have that as the first thing you said to somebody. So don't, don't do it. And, and think about how, think about what you write and how, how that's going to come across. And, you know, could it be hurtful? Could it be interpreted the wrong way? I mean, this is basic, but you can't, you can't understand tone through text. Yeah. It doesn't come, it doesn't come across. So unless you're going to say something nice or, you know, don't 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 give any criticism really there's no there's no need for it there's just no need don't be a fucking patricia yeah yep. 
the thing is <laughs> sometimes you do get it in person <laughs> and then you just got to either grin and bear it or decide when you've got to fight your battles and sometimes it's, it is a case of you know, screw you dickhead move so on can, can I go yeah did I over speak sorry bullies are cunts absolute <laughs> fucking outstanding top class fucking cunts oh they are yeah no a little bit of a background. I was, I wouldn't call it bad bullied when I was a kid, but, you know, I was picked on um, up to about 12, maybe between kind of 10 to 12. I was small. I was the youngest in my class. Um, but then I hit 12, and I suppose, you know, puberty, all that kind of stuff kicked in. I got tall. I got big. Um, then I learned how to defend myself, and I found that, Bullies are cowards. Absolute fucking cowards. Bullies that are little cunts when they're kids turn into little cunts when they're adults. Um, because it's in them, it's it's in their nature. It's down to a for me, from my mentality on it is that if someone is is bullying someone, it's because they're doing something right. Bullies are jealous. They're they're vindictive little fucking horrible shits whether that's a child or an adult. It's something that really, really fucking grinds my gears because 99% of these fucking smart arses that it could be in a WhatsApp group, um, it could be on your Instagram post, it could be on someone else's Instagram post, it could be on a YouTube video, it could be on Facebook. 99.9% of these people won't say something to my face that they're willing to say on a, on, on a screen on social media because I'll knock them the fuck out. I used to be very hot-headed when I was a young fella and I used to kind of answer these things with my fists. I don't do that anymore. I'm just too old. I just fucking couldn't be bothered my balls. So these days I just tend to ignore it. I try to rise above it or come back with something smarter and better. Um, but an awful lot of it is jealousy and it's vindictiveness and it's it's just nasty. It's really horrible because... It might not be direct, uh, a direct thing right in your face. Um, it could be indirect and passed off as a bit of banter. The other way that it can be done is by ignoring somebody. You know, you could be in a WhatsApp group with people, and because they think their shit doesn't stink with regards what they do, they'll never take you seriously. And then, you know, a couple of years down the line, you kind of look back and you kind of go, "Hang on." You're a fucking talentless hack, you know, and you're here telling me I can't do shit. No, sorry, it just winds me right up. I just, I just have no time for it. Um, a big thing for me though that I've realised in recent years is there's two sides to every story. So I'll never comment on someone if someone comes to me and says, "Oh, I'm being bullied by X, Y, and Z." You know, you do get people that people will turn on because they're a fucking arsehole and they're acting like an arsehole and they're being an arsehole and all of a sudden people start turning on them and then they're going oh my god everybody's turned to me but you're kind of going okay but you've been an arsehole so that's why people have turned on you um i don't know what what this individual is is this the situation he's talking about but that could be the case because we don't know you know, this could this could have been someone that was flying high and acting like an arsehole and all of a sudden the tables have turned on him, you know. Because karma is a great thing with bullies. 
Um, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in all that stuff. But I do believe in karma. And karma is fantastic. Karma comes back to bite people. And when karma comes back to bite people, they're very quick to put their hand up and say, oh, I'm being victimized here. You know? Mm. Um, yeah. But people should think about what they're doing. They should think about what they're saying. Um, if they think it's a bit of banter and, you know, it's it's kind of... You need to know how far you can push banter with people. I'll never have banter with people I don't know. I'll always test the water, get to know them a bit, and have banter with them face-to-face. I won't have banter about somebody on someone else's post when they're not involved, but I'm talking about them. You know, that's not banter. That's talking behind someone's back. That's being a smart talk. Yeah. Um, There's lots of ways. Like, I don't think it's prevalent in this community, but I do think it's there. Um, I think there's bullying through... You know, just just talking people down. I think there's bullying through people with, would say, big YouTube um, following or a big following on Instagram using that, you know, to to undermine people with less following. Like, I'm sorry, but like you know how I feel about numbers on, on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. It's it's like it's like saying how many fucking imaginary friends you have. You know what I mean? Like. Huh. You know, just because people like we're all just people at the end of the exactly, day, yeah. and at the end of the day, like if YouTube fucking goes down, or if if Instagram just if they decide in the morning they're not operating anymore, um, you're fucked. You know, the the big numbers are fucked. They're the same as the rest of us. You know, it doesn't make you any more special. It's just you got lucky. You know, a lot of the time they got lucky. They were the right place, the right time, and their videos took off. Mm. Um, so what they should do is. Stay down on the ground a little bit and realize, you know, your shit does stink. Um, and things can come back to bite you because karma is fucking amazing. Uh, and as I say, as regards bullies, don't ever say something that, you know, online that you're not willing to say to somebody's face. And if I say something about someone, if I if I say someone is a cunt, I'm willing to say that to their face. You know what I mean? Um, not up or shut up simple as that but as i say you need you need to know all sides of every story before we can we can comment on an individual case you, you, you know we don't know the background to it we don't know anything like that so you don't know um, and if you are one of these individuals that bullies cop the fuck onto yourself because do you know what something is going to come around and bite you in the hole you know yeah. hopefully sooner rather than later you don't know the damage that you're doing to people. Like, you know, it's it's a big thing. I've dealt with it with the small fella, um, with school, you know. Mm. Um, I've dealt with it with friends. I've dealt with it uh, to a, a certain degree myself. I, I'm thick-skinned. I don't really listen to shit, and I like to call people out. But, um, you know, you don't know what, what effect. Someone could turn around and, and laugh back at your comment with a little fucking smiley face, and they could spend the next week fucking thinking about that you know, you don't know what you're doing to people. So be nice. Shut the fuck up. Be nice. Stop being a cunt. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> we could talk about this one for a long time because, yeah. uh, you know, there's so many different facets to it, but um, I think we've we've given our couple of cents on it anyway. So we'll, um, we'll move on um, to a lighter note from Mr. Shark Attack. <laughs> um, in a, a tenuous link to the metric imperial and John O'Meter discussion, <laughs> a plumber I worked with had several sayings, which he repeated on a daily basis. One of which was, we're moving to metric inch by inch. Another was, the three of you are a pair of cunts. 
Did you ever work with anyone who repeated sayings? And what was your favourite? Oh God, I did. <laughs> God, um, no either. God. <laughs> oh yeah, I guarantee these people are old people because they get stuck in a fucking loop. Yeah, I I did. I definitely did. Raw. Oh, no God, Terry the painter. He would hear something and he'd just repeat it. Like he would go. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. And you hear that like 50 times a day. You're like, God, you're driving me fucking mad. <laughs> As a kid, like I'd just come into the building and he's going about his coconuts all the fucking time. And he'd go, hey, no, follow me. He went, not late, but, but follow me. I'm right behind you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he'd go in again. Oh, God. But yeah. Terry the painter. God, did he ever get stuck in a loop, man? Um, but he'd he'd hear something like, even like on Radio One. I don't, I, I can't even remember a specific example. But he'd hear Rihanna say something, and he'd go that like that over and over again, and over and over again, and he'd get stuck on it, and it would just drive me around a fucking bend. Yeah. <laughs> so the you know the, uh, you know the the the. Van fucking what's his name? Van Morrison's son, uh, Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah, I knew a lad that he was. Do you know the start of that song was um, "Hey, where do we go?" Yeah. That was the the first line. Well, obviously somewhere down the line he thought it was "Hey, Rodrigo," right? <laughs> so, he, like top of his lungs, he'd be singing "Hey, Rodrigo." Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did he, he blow his? Actually, he question was, was: Did you blow his mind, or did you just let him crack on? Oh, I just let him crack on. Yeah, <laughs> ah. so, go for it, bully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Al, Al, you must have like in your line. You must. Yeah, yeah, no, there definitely is. There was, there's one that just springs to mind that I always think was real funny, and um, it was when I worked uh, as an apprentice. Um, there was all different workshops. So, you, like, you'd have the fitting workshop, you'd have the the electrical workshop, the boiler makers workshop with the blacksmith down the back. And the blacksmiths and the boiler makers were all fucking head cases. Uh, I don't know, was it the fumes from in there or what? But they were all no, fucking mad. Well, look at Instagram. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> but um, Sorry, whenever boys. you walk, <laughs> whenever you walk through the uh, the workshop. You know, it might be, you might not see any, but people would be hiding in places, like, you know. And um, you'd hear, you just, you'd be walking along thinking you're on your own, and all you'd hear is, and you kind of look around, and then there'd be just a fella going, in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're pretending they're singing a song of writing that crap out of you. <laughs> but, um, ah, yeah, no, there was all, the, you know, people would say the same things, like, you know, uh, if you're working on something and it was getting frustrating, if you just there was one lad, Paddy Carroll, he was a shipwright, and he'd be just like, "Have a smoke, oh, have a smoke, oh," and uh, you know, just it's people get into a loop of the stuff they say. I probably do myself, and I don't even realise it. I definitely yeah. do. Oh, definitely. definitely. I, we um we used to do accent days at work, like so you spend one day doing one accent, and mostly it was like African or or American or um, Australian. Racist. Or Irish, I mean, but basically we focus around those, and we do that all the time. Um, but <laughs> one time in the van, we, we were pulling 
into a junction. I, I parked somewhere rather stupid, and this woman parked up next to me, and she goes, "What you're doing is very dangerous," <laughs> and that just became like something we all all said on the site, and like the entire world just said it. We're like, "Hey, right, what you're doing in a, in a, in the accent." It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> and it would come out everywhere. And everyone would say, like, you get 50 people saying, what you're doing is very dangerous over and over and over again. Because basically, you're on a building site. What you're doing is incredibly dangerous all the time. But it's hilarious. Because it just, we'd all get in a loop. We'd just go over and over and over. But I, I, I don't know, is it an Irish thing? But anytime that anyone Irish that I know that tries to make, tries to do an accent, it sounds like you're Indian. It always um, sounds like they're fucking Irish. No, I vowed not to do it ever again, but it is the best. Like, I could I, pass uh, as one of you. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think. I, I... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know I sound like a twat, but it's still funny. <laughs> Go on, give us, give us, give us a lash, Nick. Go no, on. no, no, no. What, what, what region? <laughs> Cork. Yeah, go on, give us a good Cork. No, I'm not doing it. No, no, move on. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Langer. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. Oh, no. I've been told off too many times. Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, my, my favourite has to be Tom Cruise in um, Far and Away. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Irish accent was just just spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Please cry. Go on. Mate, next question. I'll move on, please. Um, another shark attack. Uh, do you have a favourite wood to work with? Morning doesn't count, lads. Bog <laughs> <laughs> oak for me. I think it's beautiful. Um, I love getting a nice piece of it and turning something out of it. That's because you can get it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got any left. Um, but there. <laughs> I was offered some during the week, but I'm not taking anything until I move. It's just oh, so hard. It's so hard to fucking get. It's you know, it is amazing. It looks fucking stunning, but it's so fucking mm. hard to get. Mm. Some people yeah. are in the know, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did follow an entire like Instagram account that was dedicated to um to bo- like Bog Oak and where they found it, and they're pulling out. Like hundred foot long, massive trees. Just yeah, like, I follow them as well. Riverwood, oh my it? god, yeah. I was just mm. like, oh wow, that must be worth a fortune. They're pulling entire tables out of like trunks. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, like the ultimate live edge bog oak table must be worth like eight, nine grand, ten grand a table. Stupid money. Um, I'd love to get hold of some bog oak. Um, my favourite woods at the moment, are oak like specifically the oak that i have and which is which is really old and i've got tons of it and it's um, an old barn that was knocked over in hitchin where i grew up it was it was knocked over about must be 20 years ago now and it's probably about 200 years old it's really nice uh, i've got loads of it that so i love that stuff but i love walnut no, who doesn't love walnut? Sounds like a bit of a cliche. I but, don't. What you don't like walnut? No. No, I no. just. I, I'm I'm into what most people would class as shitwood. 
I like really heavily spalted, lots of knots and fucking oh, yeah, horrible shit. Unless it's a walnut with with lots of um, interesting grain and lots of stuff yeah. going on, you know. That's like really posh stuff. I mean, I, I went out for a walk last week or a couple of weeks back and found I was under underneath an old oak tree and found just like a branch. It's about nine foot long. Uh, been heavily weathered, but it, ha- it had one spot on it was it was all pippy and full of like full of oh, nice. swells. It was lovely. Yeah. And I and I picked it up and the family were like, "What? Are you going to take that home?" I was like, "Fucking right, I am." You know, seriously, <laughs> I am. And the thing was like a like a javelin it was huge thick at the bottom very thin at the top and yeah it's gone straight in the rack definitely excuse me definitely yeah definitely I think for me it'd have to be like spot the beach I just yeah I just love the stuff like I've got I've got a few gifts um, JB Schultz sent me over some burl um, I've had a couple of bits of small pieces of burl and it's fucking stunning but it's so scarce here it's so hard to get that I haven't really, you know, attached myself to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas I, c- I can get all the fucking spot to beach I want. Um, no, obviously I have to pay for it. But I just fucking love this stuff. I just love how it reacts with the oil. I love how it works. And I know it's pure shite, but it, I stabilize it, so I don't care. Um, no, nah, it's not shite. It's not shite. Well, for certain, like most people, unless it's stabilized, won't won't let it anywhere near a knife handle, you know. Um, yeah, but think, but isn't beach one of those words like beach, sycamore, oak that are great? They're food safe. They're really yeah. Like they've got they've got like positive properties, like antibacterial properties. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those. It's Sycam- the problem. I think though, sycamore is another one. It's just uh, it's not dense enough. It's it's not solid enough and it can break easy and I think that's why people stay away from it for knife handles and stuff yeah. um, whereas I just think it's fucking stunning and I, I just love what you can do with it so I need to get more actually I need to, to give your man a call and get more wood off him um, if, you, if you come to make a central I've got some <coughs> nice I've got some nice um, spotted beach yeah it's fucking stunning Mick. so come to make a central I don't think you can <laughs> and I'll give you some Unfortunately, Maker stop Central's up. looking bad for me too. I don't think stop, I'll be able to make. Stop upsetting me! I can't do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. Like, I, was, I was delighted <laughs> with the. Um, I was delighted when they said it was going to be like July August. Me too. Yeah. But the second second third of May, that just fucks me right in the ass. Um, we'll have to wait until the new year and see what happens. Yeah, I'll have to wait. If I do end up going. It'd be a very last minute dot com decision and I'd probably end up taking the small fellow with me. Um but I, I can't see it happening to be honest. I've just too much I've too much on a month before. So mm. Unless we can organise babysitters. Mm. I can make a babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> Handle it and shit. Right. We're down to our last question, man. Um, Mulholland Knives um, asks, and this is about knives, so I'll be kind of more towards you guys. Um, how much input to the design of a knife do you give the customer looking for one of your handmade knives? Um, do you get a general idea of them and design something around that, 
or do you let them have a say on the handle materials, colors, pins, etc.? The reason I'm asking is I gave a customer free reign on the design of a chef and pairing knife a while back, and he really took control of every part of the build. Now he was happy with them, but I felt as if they weren't my knives. Like most, uh, I, I, I hadn't made them, if that makes any sense. I'd be happy to know what other makers do uh, when they take an order. That's um, that's one of my biggest bugbears. Like, mm. um, and it, it well, okay, it is and it isn't. It's the people who've been on Etsy, and I, I don't mind it. Like, can you make this? Sometimes you 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 just you just say yes. You know, sometimes it's a nice easy build. Other times, when as long as they give you control over the design process, it feels like your project. As soon as they start telling you that um, they want this and that and this and that, the, well, the price goes up because you, your design process and is is your time, which is your labour, and you're getting involved. It's it's very difficult. Like you have to draw a line, like that that separates you from your work and, and say, look, that that's not something I'm going to do. That's like, I mean, I do, I, I didn't mean to make, make knives. Like I, I, I did it as a prop and people liked it. So I looked into it more, but it, I, I don't, I'm not interested in making Western knives, Western handle knives. I'm not interested. I like Japanese style knives. That goes back to like my old man who liked Japanese, need swords and stuff and he collected swords he had loads um that's that's my interest i'm not interested in making western style knives so i'd say no and if um if someone asked me <clears throat> it, it, it doesn't matter about the money either but the more people get involved in the design process the more time it leaches from you so you have to be boundaried and you have to say no look this is what i do Take a look at my website. Take a look at my Etsy store. That's my style. Um, anything like it, I can help you. Like I, I had, I had someone go, "How much for a twelve-inch chef knife?" And like, <laughs> I'll get out. Here we go. How much for a twelve-inch chef knife? What sort of knife? So you, know, you go back to these very basic conversations on on Instagram. How, what, what sort of knife? Um, utility. Like instantly, you know this person is not for you. Like, so a just don't bother. A, hang on, a twelve-inch utility knife. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, twelve-inch utility. Wow. Instantly, just wean him out. Go fuck <laughs> off. No, I'm not interested. You're a time leech, and you have to decide who's a time leech, and what's worthwhile doing. The 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 project I'm working on right now is worthwhile doing because it's someone's. It's five groomsmen who are getting a a knife. I, I've got to do it tomorrow. For delivery on Friday, I'm going to make sure it's there. It's all good. I want to do it. I'm invested in it because I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to it's going to form a new product. I know for a fact it's going to form a new product because I've already made like the concept. I've drawn it. I've, <clears> I've made it. It's great. But other than that, if it's not for you, fuck them. Don't bother doing it. Literally, it's a, it's a time leech. Move on to something else, and you've got to decide where that line is. Um, that's that's your personal decision like it does this suit my style yes or no i'm not interested and you have to you have to yeah. say no. sometimes you have to say no i gotta say i love the um the groomsman idea i had a woman on to me about a month ago yeah 
and she wanted um, a set of groomsmen knives, just small little, um, nice little everyday carry knives, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she ended up changing her mind before she, she was just kind of bouncing around ideas and stuff. Um, but I got really excited for it, and then she pulled out. I was like, ah, shit. Mm. It's a really cool idea. Really cool idea. It's a great idea. And, and you know, she initially started off by saying, I want five Japanese chef knives. I was like, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But then, um, you know, then realized that the price was well out, you know, well out yeah. there. Yeah. But I, I think it's being strong. Be strong to what you believe in. Be strong to your design and your, your brand because you're going to build up like stuff you like doing and stuff you don't like doing. And when it gets out of that, tell them no. Flat out no. Because otherwise you end up building shit and putting shit out that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And and the more people see that and they go, oh, that, you know, what you did there? I want that. Also, I don't want to make that. So don't do it. Plain and simple. Um, for me... I've just realized that people are fucking stupid. Um, 90% of people, if they don't, if they haven't made anything or done anything with their hands or crafts or anything like that, they're fucking idiots and they don't really know what they want. So I do give them a little bit of, of say in it, but I warn them, everybody, I warn them straight away when they get in touch with me about making a knife that it'll be made my way, um, the way I want, and it'll feature things that I want in it. Um, I think that, the tricky thing is people who can't make things want to be involved in the process. Yeah. And they, so they want to say, I designed this, this knife or I helped do this. And they, that has a limit mm. and, and it's up to you to dictate where that line is. Yeah. I've had people like coming back to me after I've already started the project saying, Oh, can I add this to it? Or nope. And it just gets frustrating. So what I do now is I ask I ask them for a general idea of what they want, type of knife they want, the size of it, and I'll ask them if they have any color preferences, type of handle. So if they want wood or they want uh, resin or if they want something in the resin, that kind of thing. Um, but it'll be very broad. And I'll say to them, like, if something changes throughout the process and if, I, if something catches my eye that doesn't look right, it will be changed, do you know? Most people are happy with that because they, you know, I think when you start giving them a bit of leeway with it, they take too much. So if you don't give them the leeway, just ask them favorite colors if they want wood, if they want, um, you know, like if someone wants brass bolsters on it, if they want hidden tang or full tang. I have a list of about 10, 15 questions that I'll go through and just cutting things out and then I'll be left with with the foundation of what the knife is going to be and then I'll go from there but that's it then get a blueprint or so exactly yeah. yeah and then then I'll come back to them and say here you go but t- to me that's that's as far as I go with my commit like I like taking commissions but that's why I, yeah. I'm in full control like the amount of people I've had that have said to me okay. oh can I put this color next to that color and put this material next to that material and I'll tell them straight out no it's going to look shit I'm sorry I'm not being snobbish but it's going to look shit so I'm not willing to put my name to that it's the um, um, it's the equivalent of going to Al and saying, "Look, I want a bowl." <laughs> like, yeah. No, I want five bowls. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Then you have. It. <laughs> really? Like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang on. He's just starting up the lid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at that it's spinning already. Um, you know, and 
there's a discussion to be had. Okay, like mm. what material would like? Oh, I'd like an ebony. Would you? <laughs> yeah. And and you go from there. You know, you have a discussion and you get somewhere and you just. I mean, the important thing is, as a maker, you retain the control and you don't do anything that you're uncomfortable with. And sometimes you're looking at pound signs. You're going, okay, I could, I could make, I could make that giant giraffe out of copper, but is it worth it? <laughs> don't know. Well, you can always turn around, and if you're too polite to actually tell someone to piss off, which I'm afraid, of, and you're afraid of ruining your reputation, stick a zero, stick a zero onto the price. Um, because if do what do what every builder in the fucking world does. If you don't want to do the job, stick more money on it so that they later piss off or they're going to pay you a fucking ridiculous amount of money to do the job and then that'll make you happy. But like, it'd be like me coming up to Al saying, right, okay, ah, I want a bowl. I want, and you're like, okay, what size? I wanted 12 inches. And then come back tomorrow and say, I want um, ivory in it. And then come back the following day, I, I want a little bit of gold in it. And then the following day, I want strawberries in it. And then I want no bottom in the bowl. And then I want a handle on the bowl. And then, that's it. And then you turn around with the price. And then they go, oh, that's too expensive for me. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, only, I, wanted, I only wanted to give you 50 quid. So I always do a no. quick sketch. Yeah, agree something. Like, you know, a yeah. basic sketch. Like, draw. Learn to draw. So important. But yeah. make them, like, if, if I think a key for me is I'll make them excited about what I want to do to their knife. I'll start throwing ideas out there that things that I like and stuff that I know will work well and start. You kind of manipulate them a little bit into, and then manipulate them to the point that you kind of make them believe that it's, that it's their idea, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, just by throwing ideas out there, you know, you're you kind of lead the conversation, but at the same time, you're not doing shit that you don't want to do, you know. Because um, people will ask some fucking silly things, really stupid silly things. Yeah, like it can happen like that. But generally, most people that have come to me kind of give me free reign on on what I'm making. You know, yeah. they might ask for one or two things, and or I might say, I'll do this, I'll do that how does that sit with you yeah. and they, they you know they'll normally go with it yeah um now i haven't had anybody telling me they weren't happy with anything that i made um so i think i'm doing okay so far with all that stuff so yeah. like uh, i have a I, I have a woman waiting at the moment um she hasn't technically commissioned a knife off me but she was in touch asking me a few questions she said look i really want to buy one of your knives and she was asking how do i do my process how do i commission stuff and what we've kind of agreed to is um, what she's going to do is she's basically going to wait until I have the right knife for her. Um, and then when I have the, the right knife for her, I'm going to just get in touch with her and say, listen, how is this one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't get much more free reign than that. All, all, that I, all that I know is she's looking for um, an, eight, an eight to nine inch chef's knife. Um, and something up to my usual kind of carry on with the handles and stuff, you know. Um, cool. I'm kind of not interested in that. I'd like money up front. Thank you very much for us up messing around. Um, yeah, I'm starting to do that now. I'm starting to take um, deposits now. I wasn't doing it all along. Yeah. 
no, 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 no messing around. Like, yeah. yeah, no. Now, shall we move on to top tips, gentlemen? Yeah. Boy, sit down, shut up, and fucking listen. It's time for some fucking good tips from the boys. Is that mine? No, no, you have to do one. I, I've given one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I've got one. Um, if you're drilling a hole through steel and you want to clear away the burr afterwards, but you don't have like a deburring tool, you can actually use a bigger drill bit if you just stick it into the hole by hand and just twist it around. It'll just take off the sharp edge in the end of the huh. hole. That's clever. So there you go. So you're kind of, you're kind of um, chamfer, is that the word for it? You kind of... Yeah, sort yeah. of, yeah. But you you just have to do it by hand. You don't have to use the drill. You know, just okay. get a bigger drill bit than the hole and just run it around. It's like a... It'll just pair off that bore. Uh, yeah. and, um, That's yeah, a good tip. I've been having After you, Johnny. Well, my tip is, is just what I was on about earlier, making the molds. Um, yeah. I'll put something up my Instagram in a few days when I, when I finish this one off. But basically what you do is you need your tubs of silicone. Make sure it's silicone. Um, make yourself a little um, a little negative mould, you could call it. Um, so what I did was I screwed. I had just had a, do you know that, that, what's that HDP, you know, it's like sheep, um, it's it's not cardboard. It's like HDP, but it's a sheet of it. You know, it's it's oh, light stuff. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. It's um, like uh, corrugated. Uh, the corrugated plastic. shit. That's the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, I just I, mean. I just have a, a base of that, uh, four sides to it, and in the center then I have the um, a blank that I cut just out of three by two. I cut it down to my measurements that I want um, my molds or my my castings to be, and I cover that then with tinfoil. Um, to stop the silicone sticking to it and I have that in the center and then what you do is you put um, some cold it has to be cold water not hot water into a tub or into a basin and squeeze out your silicone into the tub sorry this should be um, fairy liquid inside in the the water as well mixed up um, squeeze out your silicone into the tub knead it then with your fingers and just go through it all get get every bit of it coated Take it out then and put it into your mould. And depending on the silicone that you use, it can be done quite quick. Like mine was set today about an hour after I, I did it. Like, um, But the problem is mine, I, I ran out of silicone. So I just need to come up about a half an inch. Now, I know it's not much, but the problem is that it's not level. So when I turn it upside down to actually cast stuff in it, if it's not perfectly level, it's, it's not going to be right. And I just want it to be right. So. But yeah, I'll bang something up on Instagram there in a couple of days just to but like you can make you can make yourself a nice size silicon mould in with in in like an hour with about ten, fifteen quids worth of materials, you know. Mm. Um, whereas you pay a lot of money for them if you're to buy them. And yeah. the the best thing is that you can make them to suit whatever size you want or if you want to shape them a certain way, like with my handles, I like that they come along straight and then they kick down a little bit. So technically, like I might make one in, in, maybe tomorrow, where it, it it's very close to my finished size of of handle. Um, mm. 
you know, and you're cutting out and wasting with resin and stuff That's like that. Right, you're, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's, and for the sake of a few quid, um, you know, and as I said, that you can get a nice bit of detail. You won't get intricate small detail with it, but you can get some nice detail with it. You know, if you're doing jewelry and shit like that, you know. So. Hmm. Top tip. Top tip. Yeah, I might mess with that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, mine is, if you're lacking inspiration, uh, remember that everything's already been designed pretty much. So anything that you're going to come up with is innovation. So look at something and don't think about how you could reinvent it. Just think about how you could make it your way or... I don't know, whatever your, whatever your interests are, it doesn't matter. Like I was making Pac-Man ghosts this week and just, I don't know why, just because. Um, yeah. So don't, don't get like, uh, bogged down with, oh, I've got to bring up something new. I've got to invent something new. Like a lot, a lot of people who go into, into business as a maker thinks, you know, they, they think that they've got to bring up something brand new, something amazing, like, you know, something that never, like, no one ever has made before, you know, don't worry about it, just innovate something, take something that's already been made and put your spin on it, that's, that's mine. That's, that's touching on my, my rant. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see, you'll see. Speaking of which. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Go on then, Johnny, as you've introduced it so nicely. Uh, my rant is basically that there's consistently some absolute fucking cockwomble that thinks of my idea before I think of it. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it, but every fucking time, and I, I genuinely mean this, I'll think of something and go, holy shit, that's fucking amazing. I'll turn around and I'll Google it and some dickhead has already fucking thought of it. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. There's something fucking, there's something not right. So. Well, that's because. It's very fucking, it's very frustrating. It's pretty much already been invented, my mate. And it's it's all innovation. There's no such thing as a brand new idea. We've all done it in all sorts of different ways. Haven't we ladies? Um, it's, yeah, it's that that reason. Well, I have I have one before. I have one that's coming, and it's not so much an invention, but it's something that hasn't been done before. Okay. Now, the problem is there's probably a reason for it. That's <laughs> my <laughs> so, but we shall see. Which it's 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 not an easy one to do, but I think if I can pull it off, it's going to be amazing. But there's probably there's probably a fucking reason why it hasn't been done. So it makes me laugh, right? Is is when when something original comes out, like the river table or um, the jerry can. Can't mention that. Can't can't mention the fucking the the river table. I know, and people get the hump. What? What? Because like Pinterest isn't there, we can't all just have our own spin on shit. (laughs) What about that fucking knob that came out on Instagram and he started getting fellas shops cut down? What? um, What? Yeah, you not remember that with the the river tables? He came up and he said that he invented oh, yeah, the river yeah. table. Yeah, and yeah. And then and then he started reporting um, Etsy <laughs> shops and Amazon shops and people like people's entire businesses. He was getting them closed down so they couldn't actually sell their fucking shit. This is and, dickhead. 
if you went, <laughs> like, I remember when it all kicked off, if you actually saw the post, the amount of people saying, listen, shut your fucking mouth. I know a guy that was doing this fucking 10 years before you. Do you know what I mean? Precisely. But, yeah. like, what a fucking dickhead. Like, you know, <laughs> we've all got Pinterest. We've all seen it. You know, 99% of the shit is out there has been done before. Exactly, yeah. we're, we're all just putting our spin on things. Like, you know, sometimes you could you can come up with something that's that's bang on and original and hats off to you. It's all good. And but, it, but, it's, it's all but. part of the design process. Just put your own spin on it. Don't, don't claim stop, it as your own. Stop being dickheads and thinking of my ideas before I think of them. That's all I'd say. Yeah. It's annoying me. <laughs> Yeah, equally, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah, not fair. Dickheads. Next. What about you? You, Nate, have you got a rant? Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, don't slag me off on my giveaway and then enter it because I'm punching <laughs> <actually> in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> That's rant-worthy, alright. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Really? <laughs> Yeah, good luck. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> Abs- absolutely good luck to yeah. you. Wanker. Uh, oh, my one is, uh, and I know we keep going back to it, it's about driving, but, but it's just it's something that fucking drives me mad. Uh, parking. Why can't people park their fucking cars properly? <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I, I abandoned well, like, my vehicle. I don't park it. I, I, I went to um, to pick up the young lad today, and I, I, I park in, uh, it's a small shop, um, but it has a car park, and I, and I know a lot of the other, like, parents do park in there as well, but, like, now I don't feel guilty about it because I use the shop, I do go in and buy stuff in it, you know, like, I'm not just parking and running to the school, I actually go into the shop and buy something, and, um, but I was pulling into the car park and it's an odd shape. I will grant that it is an odd shape, but there was a, a, a person reversing out uh, an E-class Mercedes who had not a clue what they were doing. They're like, it's a big car. Um, they had their partner standing behind who looks like was probably uh, had his license taken away. <laughs> and oh, he's trying to back the car and he's rolling his eyes up in the air you know going come on come on locking around she was in and out I was sitting there not joking five minutes waiting on this car just to reverse oh, back God. out of the parking spot <laughs> uh, and then your man hops in and off they go and then I parked the car and then this one comes up behind me in a little Nissan Micra now these aren't these aren't learners these are fully licensed drivers okay oh, I'm with you man I'm with you Parking, parking spot right beside me. Shit, I, I'm parked. I reversed in, and I'm in an estate. And I know it's a tight car park and everything, but I'm in an estate, and I was able to manage to get into the spot. This one just keeps going back and forth. Like, she's not actually locking the wheel around. She's mm-hmm. actually just going back and forth in the car. And I'm locking going, is this actually really happening? This is like something you see on a, a, a little feckin' Facebook video or something. Just keeps going back and forth. She's smiling. It's like, ah. What's that Austin like, Powers? I can't watch this Austin anymore. Austin Powers clip where he's doing a steamroller. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I had to get out of the car and walk away. I couldn't look at it. I, I actually couldn't look at it. I was like, the, the, these people should not have licenses. Now, they should really actually teach people how to park, um, you know, when they're getting their lessons and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, in, you would, you would fucking think, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I, I remember even when I was like, I, I learned to drive quite late. I was 24, 25, no, 24. And um, the, I asked my instructor, can we not go on the motorway and so I could learn a bit of motorway driving? And he's like, I can't. He says, I can't bring you onto it legally until you have your full license. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to know what to do when I have my full license if I'm not allowed on the motorway? And he's like, he says, you can come back to me after you get your license and I'll give you lessons. I was yeah, like, well, that kind of seems counterproductive, plus. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, give them more money. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, no, that's... No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I can parallel park a fucking fire engine, like, and I've seen people yeah. trying to pull into spaces with, with 10 times the size for their car, and they'll, if they eventually get it in, they'll curb their fucking allies. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Jesus it's Christ, a... people. People hunting for free car parking spaces. That that just absolutely <laughs> grips my shit. Well, just go and park in the goddamn fucking multi-story for 80p, do your shopping, and come back. But no, they've got to fucking wait. They hold everyone up. <laughs> and they can sit there for 20 minutes, like, off a junction, waiting for just someone to leave so they can just park. Free or they park fucking six inches from the side of your car so you can't fucking get into it. Wow. Oh, that's... Yeah. Well, in my that's opinion... regular thing, a... especially when you're strapping kids in. Fucking uh, bastards. That's what Bob no, is Give them a nudge. But part of that, though, is, is car park spaces are tight in multi-stories. And they stuff. are tight. Yeah. But still, have a bit of fucking cop on for the fellow that's parked next to you or the girl that's parked next to you. Do you know what I mean? Wankers. <laughs> right, let's go into shout outs because uh, I need to get moving. <laughs> shout outs? Yeah, who have we got? Um, who, who oh god. Um, shout outs. I'm ready. Will I shout? Go, 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 go. Right, mine is Lindsay Creative. So um, that's on Instagram. Um, L I N D S A Y underscore creative. Um, Lindsay's awesome. She does really cool stuff from like art artisty stuff um blacksmith do you know what i mean like like you know she's a dainty girl and one minute she's painting something and the next day she's beating the shit out of some hot metal on, a, on an anvil she's fucking awesome um so go yeah. check her out she's a really positive person she's really positive with the community and stuff um you know she's very active um in the community so yeah go check her out she's cool Give her a follow. Yeah. Good show. After you, Al. Um, I want uh, to shout out um, Blend Workshop Dublin. Um, he's a mate of mine, um, and his account recently got hacked. He was just Blend Workshop, and he couldn't get it back up and running, so he's after switching it to Blend Workshop Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um He's, he's a very creative guy. He's got some great stuff going on. Um, if you just go and look at his page, you'll just see yeah, yeah. all the cool stuff he comes up with. And he does restorations as well. Yeah, the um, machines yeah. that he does is just fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, top-notch job, yeah. And I seen a cool one he put up earlier. Was it like a guitar bar? Like he, he gutted out the, or the outside of the guitar and had it set up with a bar, little shelves hanging on the wall. And it was a cool job now. So, um so yeah, go give him a follow and get his numbers back up, yeah. people, because he, he he it was a bit a bit pissed that he had to lose his page, but um, I think his content will speak for itself, and yeah. uh, 
I think it was for like the best. He, he got um, he got hacked about a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. And he had issues in that time, and then there about what was it, three or four days ago, he was messaging us, and he yeah. he's he couldn't get into his account. So um, I kind of was chatting to him, and I just said, look, it's time to just fucking bite the bullet, cut cut your losses, and just set up a new account, new passwords, new emails, and um, go from there. You know, and as you say, his his content is fucking amazing. He's he's is, extremely talented, and he'll have no problem getting those numbers back up. So, no, that's yeah. good show. Yeah, so um, I think the message is go give him a follow because wow, that would uh, that would piss me off so bad. Mm. But, yeah, he took it like a man. He's like took it like a man. God, what am I like this tonight? Yeah, <laughs> it's the tash. That's what it is. <laughs> I've gone back to 1980s. Fuck's sake. 1980s Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Have you have you got a little Freddie Mercury in you? Or like just let me. Do you want some? (laughs) (laughs) You know how I feel about you, mate. My follow this week, my shout out is for Wayward Wood sixty eight. Dom Dom is awesome. I met him at Yandles. I met him before that as well, but um, I really like connected with him at Yandles, and you know, uh. God, you you've got to go and just have a little look at what he's doing. He's yeah, He's great, just he great guy. Like, and the stuff he comes out with is fantastic. I'm just a little scroll down his Instagram page. He's like, he's woodwork, he's HTPE, a bit of Viking, like awesome. Just go and see him, man. He's he's a lovely chap, and uh, and fantastic. Sure. Yeah, so he's good. mine. And a good friend as well. So there you go. So. I love him. Great stuff. Anything uh, else to add to the proceedings, gentlemen? No. Uh, uh, only just like jump on our giveaway if you want to win mm-hmm. the question mark. It's um, up pretty yeah. grabs. Pretty much no cost um, unless you live abroad, which I'm not paying for that. Um, but I pretty much pay for it anywhere else. <laughs> I'll pay for it in Jeez. Ireland. Ireland and um, UK and Ireland. Apart from that, if you want it, you, you pay for the postage, which should be around about 10 of your English pounds. Um, well, we have Europeans, so that doesn't mean anything to us. Yeah. Well, you can Google Translate that. Whatever you have to do. That's what I'm willing to put to it. <laughs> so, yeah, go do that. It's, um, it, otherwise, my wife's going to have it. So it's up to you. Um, so where can everybody find you guys? Instagram, my giveaway is live, my 2K giveaway, which I'm giving away, um, my, my Mike Engage, my, my, um, Jimmy uh, Duresta inspired spiky poker, my EDC screwdriver and marking knife. Um, someone's going to get that. One person's going to get the lot. So go and do that. Go and see the original post. And he's actually forgotten where to tell you, so it's at Simply Ornate. Yeah. Uh, you'll find me at Bespoke Block Designs, and uh, if you want to buy a knife, go to irishcustomknives.com. Sweet. And, Al? and I'm Woodturn on by Alan Scannell on all the socials. And if you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Make Your Own Way Podcast. Yeah. Um, so. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Good chat, man. Thanks, guys. Okay.
High five. We'll see you as all next week, yeah. <laughs> see ya. Good luck. On the fuckery never ends. <laughs>